Hello and welcome to Wake Up Our Faith, the show where passion, purpose, and dreaming big challenge common sense. We like to think of it as a conversation to shed light on the upside of upside down living. Matt Ham, Kevin Adams. Hey, hey. Thank you so much, guys, for joining us today. We are streaming uh, today on Facebook, uh, YouTube, and Periscope. Uh, we are also live, um, well, not live, but we are every Saturday morning. We are on Wilmington's Big Talker, 106.7 FM. Uh, many thanks to Joe Catanacci and Wilmington's Big Talker for producing the show in studio with you. Uh, so, Kev, man, good day, bro. Absolutely. We got lots of fun stuff happening, man. It's... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm maintaining, right, <laughs> my composure. It's like, I suppose, it's like being on a big wave, you know. You get excited and you're like, you know, on the wave, but you can't get ahead of yourself or you're going to eat it. So you just got to learn to enjoy the ride, right? Yeah. Can't get too deep in the uh, in the barrel, man. You know, that's the goal, but uh, you got to be careful a little bit. <clears throat> so, uh, but all good. Yeah, good, good things happening and... Uh, uh, I guess we are somewhat live. We record live, yes. right? So uh, some people hear us today, yes, which is Wednesday, but uh, probably many more on the weekends. So how do you do? <laughs> yeah, and it's cool because many people are listening and many people are hearing. And Apparently we, so. That is a continual <laughs> thing, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, I think <laughs> maybe talk radio is the only thing left. It's... Definitely uh, has some uh, a little bit of punch today in today's world. So uh, thank you, good Lord above. But uh, yeah, we are alive, if not live, and sometimes live. <laughs> oh, we are so yeah. good, man. So good. Well, it's it's uh, today's topic and title is a good uh, pungent question. It smells. <laughs> it has a smell to it. It's good. It says, "Has your faith become a luxury?" And uh, it's a it's a challenge, you know, that you had posed in uh, one of our texts to our community, and uh, certainly opens the door for us to to go in a lot of different directions. So, take yeah. it. Well, some days you don't have a lot, so uh, it's been man, it's been a long recuperation period from the other day. But uh, yeah, no, this is always pertinent and it always matters, and uh, you don't grow without challenge. So uh, we're always here to challenge first and uh, with encouragement. So. Uh, in a loving way, but uh, it's a question. I think uh, <clears throat> we have to answer. We have to answer it regularly. We have a show. I think we already have a show with this title, but uh, you know, it's time for round two. You know, maybe the ghetto version of it or something. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> well, you know, uh, it's it, it it's uh, the picture that it it paints to me, at least that when you said it, the picture that I had was like of a a bougie couple, you know, that was kind of walking into. Uh, you know, a a party, right? A dinner party, and like their faith was their accessory. Like right. it was like it was her handbag that she held, and it was like Louis Vuitton, but it had faith on it, right? Or he had this bow tie yeah. <laughs> that says faith, or like some belt, you know? Right. And it, the faith, the the idea of faith becoming a luxury is your faith. Is it legit? Is it real? Is it is it biblical? Is it what pleases God, right. or is it some modern version that you use? It's like, oh yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Christian or I'm Episcopalian or, you know, it's like this thing you toss around at parties to make connections for business or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right on, man. It's, uh, well, that, all that stuff is, uh, it, it's, it, if that holds weight for you, then you're, you're, you know, you, you, you must be waiting on a bus or something. 
it, it ain't coming. It's that's over and done with. Uh, you know, or you know, going to get a latte at the uh, at the foyer and you know, cheers each other before you go sit down and listen to Hillsong. And I oh, mean, it's time for some Nirvana and a machete. You know. <laughs> We're not here to transcend evil. We are not. We are. We're here to stand up against it. Yeah. So, if your faith is uh, a luxury, so to speak, meaning an add-on, something you don't really need, you just get to have when mm. you, you know want to indulge, then it's time to challenge yourself. You know, faith is everything. It is everything. Mm. It's more important than anything else ever or ever will be. Period. So. You know, it's a skyscraper. You want to build a skyscraper? What do you got? What's the first thing you got to do? You got to dig a hole. Mm-hmm. People don't like that, so oh, I just want to build it. Well, you do that and see what happens, and that's what we're seeing. People yeah. haven't dug deep because they're afraid. Mm. And you got to dig deep. You want to go high? You got to dig a deep hole. That's how it's. That's how faith works. Yeah. And uh, God takes you down into that hole and uh, shows you what He's up to. And uh, you have to begin to learn how to navigate with that. And if you do, uh, you know, the world is is wide open to you uh, because you have a role to play. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think the text itself, you know, we'll probably send it out every so often. But I'll just read it. It says, has your faith become a luxury? I think this was from Monday. As this moment soon passes, what will it say about you? I love that. Uh, mm. You know, that's something God really put on my heart uh, at the beginning of kind of the uncovering of all this garbage, uh, what, a year and a half ago. Uh, but has your faith become a luxury? At this, As this moment soon passes, what will it say about you? Mm. So where do you stand, uh, and what will it say about you? This moment. You, it, it, you don't get to ignore it. You are here. You have a role to play. What is that role? That's the question. You don't have to do what other people are doing. But you do have to do something. Mm. You have to become something. So, uh, you know, I'll go on. It says, uh, so as this moment soon passes, what will it say about you? Uh, this is multiple choice. Number one, it was my best opportunity to, number one, uh, to walk by sight, worry more often, and finesse the practice of discouragement. Hmm. that's one way to do it (laughs) not (laughs) or number two to walk by faith increase hope and lay down all i have to uplift others Hmm. now that sounds familiar that sounds like uh jesus yes so you know go back through that and think about it if you get the text go back to monday and check it out uh, and let it really sink in if you haven't already uh let's see yeah, that, that's it on that one. But, Real uh, quick, I just want to yeah. go back through that. So yeah, you man. said the moment, um, the idea is yeah, if your faith has become a luxury, chances are this moment, this season, mm-hmm. has caused you to live by sight, Yep. right? Uh, worry more. Mm-hmm. And then you said finesse discouragement. Was that the word? Uh, yeah, finesse the art practice mm-hmm. of discouragement. Mm-hmm. People are pretty good at it. Mm. You know, the dream killers, the yeah, yeah, but people, though. You know, the people who their God is logic. When there's nothing in Scripture that says do that, mm-hmm. everything goes against it. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I mean, they get pretty good at discouraging people because uh, it, somehow it, it, you know, it's like a, a Band-Aid, I guess, in the, in the moment. Yeah. But, yeah, that's, that's what people have done with this opportunity, uh, unless your faith is real. And then those yeah. other three are. I want to go through those again. Yeah. Uh, you know, so uh, it's the opposite. You walk to walk. It's a great opportunity, the greatest opportunity ever to walk by faith increase hope, mm. and lay down all I have to uplift others. Mm. That's a big one. Does it mean be poor and broke and sick and, you know, become the kid on the poster? Does it mean give your car to the homeless guy on the corner, mm-hmm. you know, and you become them? It means let go. You know, it's never been about losing. Mm. It's always been about learning to let go. Because anything you don't let go of, is your God, period. Mm-hmm. So when you let go of everything, you have dug your hole, mm. a well, and it, it is good, fertile ground for God to build in yeah. and from. It, it's, it's the place of humility. That God fills that up and, uh, and works in that in, in ways that are just beyond anything we can do. Yeah. And I think about um, World War II and the Holocaust, and now we're 80 years removed from that, uh-huh. something to that effect, right? Sure. My math, right? Yeah. Um, and people look back on that moment and how do they respond? You, you had those. I mean, there's stories of people in churches that had trains filled with Jews going by their church as they're worshiping and yep. not doing anything about it, mm-hmm. right? And then there are those who leveraged what they had to house and hide Jews because they were being sought out by the Germans, right? This is the Anne Frank, and there's many stories. We know, we all know this. But I think it's really interesting to consider a time such as this, you know, and really do what you just said, is, is how will you respond in the moment? Because history will look back and tell that in these moments of difficulty, in these moments of adversity, it gives you the greatest opportunity mm-hmm. to pick kind of which of these markers and, and defining elements are going to be, you know, who yeah. you are. And so that's really, really challenging, man. And I really <laughs> encourage people to sit with this and look at your response and look at how you're choosing to act and think and believe in this season, yeah. because this is our moment. This is our moment to stand. Yeah. Well, you, you don't get to, to do it the other way. I mean, you do have a choice, uh, but you know, God's, Pretty, it's pretty clear in Scripture. Uh, lukewarm is, uh, yeah, it's not good. Yeah, it's bad. Spit out. It's worse than cold. Mm. So just go on and be cold or jump in. It doesn't mean you've got to uh, jump off a building. Yeah. It means that you have to learn how to let go. This life is quick. This one, um, eternity is long. You know, you need to bet in the right direction. You need to be desperate in the right direction. Hmm. Uh, So you need to remember that, uh, again, you're not here to transcend evil. You're here to stand up against it. Um, That is a challenge. If your legs are a little wobbly, then good. Uh, You know, you you constantly need to be growing and taking steps that make you feel dizzy. Uh, You know, another way to say it is, have you become a spiritual vegetable? Mm. A lot of people get healed, but they never get a whole. 
and the mm. difference is uh, understanding their value mm. and living out that value. So if, if you um, are feeling better because you've overcome some negative behavior patterns, or rejection, or some kind of painful thing, that's great. Uh, then, you know, but, but a lot of people, and I said this last week, uh, had a little pushback from it, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm in, I stand here, bring it, you know, <laughs> come on, let's go, right? Now, I say that in love, but my, my kind of love is to challenge you. What, what good does it do to, you know, to just pat you on the back and say, good job? You know, that's, once you get healed, you do need time to rest. You do need time to rejuvenate. But there's work to do. And if it's not clear right now in the last year or two, um, then it will probably never be clear to you. Mm. So, uh, you know, what is that? And that's, uh, you know, the, 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 that's the, the process of uh, growth. And, um, but your value becomes, uh, it's already there, it's intrinsic. But if you just hold on to it, it's like saying, well, you know, I'm too tired. It's like people, I don't want to dream. I don't, I don't really like that. Or what does that mean? And, uh, it's just it, what what they assimilate that with is willpower. They assimilate it with someone coming up to them and going, "Well, you need to do this." Mm. Nobody likes that. Yeah, especially once you've gotten free. You don't want somebody else. You don't need a priest. You don't need some preacher. You, what, you got a direct line. You know, we all do. We got our priest. His name's Jesus. Amen. <laughs> so, you know, you have to begin to take steps in that direction. And people who are hungry do it. They begin to do it. So it's not some big jump or leap. It's crossing lines day to day, celebrating your victories, you know, all that stuff. But but if you're just sitting still and continuing to sit still in a comfort zone, mm. then, you know, it's like being a spiritual vegetable. What happens to vegetables? Uh, we buy very fresh produce. Uh, we don't eat a processed crap, so we know. But you leave a cucumber out or, a, you know, anything, and what happens to it? Real quick, like. Stanky. Yeah, it's rotten. <laughs> so you want rotten fruit, rotten vegetables. Uh, you know, that's, that's what happens if you do not grow. You do not have the luxury uh, if your faith is uh, not a luxury. Mm. You don't have the luxury to become a vegetable mm. and just hang out in your faith. Yeah. It's, you have to get up go. So that's what we're talking about today. Maybe we can get into the specifics of it. One thing I, I want to bring up too is this concept of tough love. You know, you hit on it just a second ago. Um, this year is the first year. I mean, you know, I grew up, those who know me know that sports was always a massive part of my life. Always has been. You know, I played three sports through high school, had the chance to play in college, have always been around sports. It's just part of our family's DNA you know, all that kind of stuff. But I had yet to engage in coaching my sons just because I didn't feel ready or the time wasn't right. And this year's the first year that I did with my dad, which is very cool. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I have seen within this next generation of kids, specifically in a coaching environment, is the absence of tough love. Now, I look back on my own upbringing, and I had coaches who were willing to get in my ear you know, and say, Ham, like I literally had a coach one time tell me, he said, Ham, you're the dumbest smart kid I know. <laughs> and, and, and he said it affectionately. Mm -hmm. And what he meant was quit thinking so much, man. Mm -hmm. Stop analyzing everything sure. and go out there and play the game. Right. 
you know? But he said it in a way that kind of shocked me, right? And, yeah. and it's that tough love thing. And what I see now is a soft generation that doesn't want correction, that doesn't want to be taught, that doesn't want to be coached. And it's all this mushy, feel-good crap that mm-hmm. doesn't get you anywhere. And, and so you mm-hmm. have that role, I believe, as, as someone who mentors, who coaches. That's who you are. Sure. And that is necessary. But we can't miss out on the fact that Jesus had it too. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. it's everywhere in there. Right. And the problem is we don't understand it. Right. You know, and so people, when they when they have that tough love thing, mm-hmm. it automatically sets off a trigger and they attach it to a, you know, oppressive past, you know, viewpoint or whatever. And so mm-hmm. they go, well, stop judging me. And, you know, it just becomes this nonsense. But right. we have to understand as believers this concept of tough love in order to help people press through these layers of oppression that the enemy has put on us. Yeah, well, I, you know, I just think it's love. I mean, there is no love without right without that. So well, it's it's a modern way to say it, I guess. And I'm not disagreeing with you because people need to hear it. Well, because people culture now goes, well, love is love. Yeah, it's bubble gum. It, yeah, it's all candy and sugar gum and whatever. You but know? it is love, and it's the right thing. And uh, you know, um, uh, you, you, the fruit you can tell, you can see it. So I, I'm speaking from experience. My kids are grown. Uh, they're amazing, valuable, wonderful. Lovers of God, they know they are loved by God, and they're incredible citizens of the kingdom. Uh, so, it, it, if we just look at that, that, that's part of raising up that generation. But yeah, I mean, you know, people need to have their expectations; they will rise to them. But what we have to do internally is we have to lower our expectations of people, other people, in terms of. Well, I did that for you, so I expect you to do that for me. I mean, that's fine in a transaction in the grocery store. You give them your five bucks and you get a gallon of milk and you're done. That's fair and good and equitable. But we have got to raise our expectations of God and and understand how truly good he is. I mean, he has condescended and descended to us. He became a man so that we could uh, have a belief system built around knowing that he understands so he didn't learn anything. He doesn't learn. He doesn't lie. So, you know, but people need to hear this. You know, it's it's just it has eroded so far to the point to where you have to decide. You do mm-hmm. not have, uh, you know, one of the things I, I wrote down I wanted to mention is, you know, discipleship, uh, well, they don't grow without challenge. Discipleship is the challenge. It mm-hmm. is to challenge people. In other words, what I like to do is take people to their fork in the road mm. and make them decide. Um, they must decide. Uh, someone who did that very well uh, in the past is C.S. Lewis. You read mm-hmm. C.S. Lewis, you always, and I don't mean his fiction, that's good too, but I mean, uh, you know, he would bring you to a place where you must decide. Mm. Now, you can run if you want, but that's luxurious. You know, exactly silk lined, you know, kind of wasted faith. So you have to you have to come to that place where you must decide. What you don't have to do is haul off in a one direction. Mm. But you do have to take a step in that direction. So everything begins to fall into place because God says all these things will be added to you. He says, you know, ask, seek, knock. We 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 list this regularly. All these definitive statements. He doesn't lie. So we, we don't have the luxury of becoming a vegetable 
and rotting, we have to take him at his word. That means something. Mm. So, you know, it, it, it look at Jesus. Jesus wept and slept and everything in between. Mm. Uh, uh, so, but, but he was challenging. He met people where they are. That's not smash peas. That's not baby stuff. That's, here's where we're going. Do you want to come? And uh, you ought to, but, uh, you know, it's up to you. Mm-hmm. And, and he just stayed in that role. So when you look at that, you know, you, the challenge becomes, all right, what does it look like? So the first question, one of the greatest questions that I've ever asked anyone uh, in the work that I do personally and, and within the work we do is, why am I still here after salvation? So ask yourself that question. It bears repeating and meditating on. If you are tired of life and you need a break, then take one. Uh, but at some point, you got to remember, there's a vacancy in history with your name on it. God made you. There's great intention in that. So are you ready to get on with it? Uh, it's not somebody saying, well, you need to go do this or you need that. No, it's saying God's saying, he made you, mm-hmm. and uh, this will satisfy your soul. It'll help people, and uh, and where he leads, there is no risk. You will honor him. So all of that, when you add it up, it's you know, it's it's the same thing in different ways. But uh, but why are you still quote unquote still here after salvation? Amen. Something to to that, that I think you know, should be preached from every portal. Every Everybody listening needs to ask that question. Who believes? There, There's a dynamic here <clears throat> of um, so much of, of the, the way that Western Christianity, where it's come to, you know, is this idea of it's our responsibility to get people saved. You know, it's like our responsibility to get people into heaven. And so you've got to share your faith and you've got to evangelize. And it's about my effort to come knock on your door and share the message. And and the the, the biblical concept is that no one comes unto him unless they're drawn, right? That, right. that the Holy Spirit is actually working in the life of mm-hmm. someone to draw them to the goodness of God. Right. And, and, and yet that creates this element of there's nothing you can do to earn your faith, which is true. There's nothing you did to earn it. There's nothing you can do. All you can do is receive it. But once you have received it, there must be a response. Right. This is the co-laboring and acting part. Right. And I think a lot of folks get hung up in that, well, I didn't have to earn my faith, so I don't have to do anything toward my sanctification either, that it just magically happens, you know, but that's not the case. Well, I, I would I would say it a little, maybe a little differently. I, I agree with you, but it, they don't have to earn their salvation. Uh, their faith is something they have to grow. Okay. Uh, so just to, just to say it, uh, God gives you the free gift, right? And you got, you know, you got all these sinners prayer and all that stuff. And, uh, that's fine. Go do it if you want to do it. It doesn't work. It's not Amway. You don't cajole and convince people. People have to develop a hunger for God. And yes, God, <laughs> he draws them. And he does it in all kinds of ways, and it can take a lifetime. But the pressure's off. What we've got to do is, is be who we are to other people and let God work through that. That includes evangelism. It includes sharing the good news. But the quickest and easiest, most efficient way and the most authentic way is to first become the good news in their life, meaning 
you become Jesus' hands and feet. Start carrying around his personality and letting him out in the room. Amen. And when you do that, you are evangelizing. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, Matt Ham can't stand up in a huge crowd and, and deliver because that's who you are. You, you love that. That's your mojo, your sweet spot. You're great at it, and you love it. All right, well, that's God-designed. Uh, but that not everybody has to do that. Most yes. people don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. But, um, but there's people along the whole list, uh, the, the whole bridge of where we're going. You know, Jesus was pointing to his Father. That journey from... Uh, salvation, rolling in on fire, however you did it, right? <laughs> however you had received it right? from Jesus uh, is uh, discipleship. It's going from saved servant to sanctified son or daughter. And it, it, it's a long journey. It's like saying, uh, you know, it only took Jesus a, a, a minute to get me into heaven, mm. but it took him, you know, 30 years or more <laughs> to get heaven into me. You know, that's it. So you flip, everything flips. The first shall be last, everything flips. You're not a beggar, you're a believer. Mm. Well, people know this. Uh, they don't know the words and, and you know, the, the way it's described and what we teach because it's fresh, it's different. But uh, you, you have to get a, a, a revelation, if you will, of who you are. You, the way you do that is you begin to see yourself the way God does. I know there's lots of exercises and practices, but the bottom line is, uh, yes, it's not. You do not stop at go on Monopoly board. Mm. You played Monopoly 10 times in your life or 100 or 2. You know that you don't stay on go. You keep going. It's around and around and around. So Jesus says go. Collect your 200 bucks. (laughs) You never not need him. Everything is through him. God sees you through him. God the Father sees you, me, through him. And we see God the Father through him. Amen. So there is no other way. That is the way. You know, I'll stand on that. But look at it. So what do you do with Monopoly? Well, you, you got stuff to do, mm-hmm. you know, and it's fun, <laughs> I guess. I mean, you know, it's yeah. kind, of, kind of a pretty fun game. But uh, but there, the, you have productivity built into you. Mm. And for you to sit still completely forever and ever and mm-hmm. not move, uh, it, it, you will rot. Your mana will rot. You're not there to collect it. Mm-hmm. So. You know, and, and again, this this is that charge and that challenge for folks to step in to take action, right? Yes. And, and the counterpoint of this is the idea of rest, which we talk about, right? Right. But people misunderstand that, you know? Right. Rest is not the absence of action. Right. Right. Rest is the condition of the heart. It's kind of the absence of stress. It's the, you know, that's the way I see it, at least, if you right. want to tack into that. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. But th- that's where people get the two confused. Because once the awakening begins to happen, they go, oh, my gosh. Like, it began with rest. Well, rest. put it this way. God wasn't out of breath on day seven. Think about it. He didn't, he didn't need a breather. We need rest because we need to rejuvenate. But uh, it's not just a good night's sleep or a vacation. Rest means you develop your listening skills and you follow God from there. Rest means Sabbath. It means stop. It doesn't mean you're out of breath. You could be. It means you have to follow something else and let God be that thing. So in order to uh, begin to move forward, you first have to stop. You know, the train has to stop turn around and go the other way. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I agree and uh, you know, it's but it's more than 
just, you know, I need a day off or a breather. Yeah. Um, and it's also not a con continual state of stoppage, you know, like you, right. you move from rest and then you move, you know. Well, yeah, that would be like uh, did, did uh, Mary sit at Jesus' feet for the rest of her days. Right. Well, Jesus moved on from that household event. Yes. You know, he got, he kind of uh, tried to sort of encourage Martha uh, toward Mary's uh, posture and position. <clears throat> But uh, yeah, but you, it, that whole picture is about learning how to sit at Jesus' feet and listen. You have to. It's better to develop your listening skills, your spiritual uh, adeptness, than it is to uh, try to in, increase your intelligence. Mm. We, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a 200 IQ or a 90 IQ. You, you're going to get no further off the earth. You know, maybe a, a, an inch. Mm -hmm. you know, but the big picture is. Uh, if you know that there is a God, you know that he's smarter than you, you know that he's more powerful than you, uh, you, know, he, you know we can't sidetrack him, the best thing to do is just press in like a child, like a bride, and like a friend. Yeah. Once you do that, you begin to grab hold of why you're here. But if you sit still and rot, uh, he'll let you. Mm. He will let you do that because he does not impose his will upon us. He draws us to him. So, yeah. yeah. No stinky fruit. <laughs> yeah, Riley used to. Pray no rotten fruit at, at the dinner table. Hey, no man. rotten fruit, Lord. Oh, I love it. It was so good to see Riley and Attilio the other day, the other yeah. night. It's Caroline as well. Just your all your girls yeah. and their family. So that was yeah. good. Good. Um, well, guys, we're going to take a short break here on Wake Up Our Faith. Recognize our corporate partners, and we'll be back for the second segment right after this. Hey, everybody! Thanks so much for tuning in to Wake Up Our Faith today on Wilmington's Big Talker 106.7 FM. If you're also listening on our podcast. Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, or one of our uh, video streaming services like Rumble, BitChute, YouTube, or Telegram. Uh, we are welcoming you. Thank you guys for being here. Corporate partners make this show possible. Uh, these are folks who do excellent work in their industries here in our city. We want to recognize them. One of them being Chris Hutchins and his team at Guaranteed Rate Mortgage. More than 25 years of experience in the mortgage business. Uh, Chris was also an integral part of helping us put together uh, a special event we had last Friday night uh, where we hosted about 70 folks to unveil a new uh, idea and a brand moving forward. So grateful to Chris and his team for their continued support. 910-344-0304. Also, Century 21 Swallier & Associates. This is the Carolina's largest, most successful Century 21 agency. If you're looking to get into the real estate business, they have a wonderful training program. Um, reach out to Jeff Sawyer and Whitney uh, Leonard at their team, 910-256-0021. Dr. Greg Veeman of Seacoast Skin Surgery and his ministry, Everlasting Strength. Dr. V and his team um, have always been uh, just a great part of uh, the work we do here, and we support the work that they do. 910-256-2100. Also on the web, everlastingstrength.org. Physical Therapy Services of Wilmington can be found on the web at ptservicesofwilmington.com, Wilmington's premier physical therapy office, family-owned and operated since 1983. Many thanks to the Simmermans for their continued support, 910-763-8286. Our good friends of Cap Trust Wilmington, Christopher Riley and the friends there, are in the business of enriching the lives of clients, colleagues, and communities through sound financial advice. You can reach them at 910-256-8882. Freeman Landscaping is the southeastern North Carolina's largest privately owned, family owned landscaping and irrigation firm offering both residential and commercial landscaping. If you have any needs in regards to your landscaping, or maybe you're a business looking to shop out your landscaping needs, reach out to Freeman Landscaping and tell them the guys 
over at Uprint uh, sent you, 910-796-1166. Also, the Rising Tide Real Estate Team. This is a full-service real estate team out of the Intracoastal office representing both buyers and sellers. If you have any needs there, 910-620-7177. Dr. Chad Biggerstaff and his team at Blue Wave Dentistry offer comprehensive and personal dental care located at the entrance to Brunswick Forest. Info at bluewavedentistry.com for more or 910-383-2615. And also our good friend TJ Dunn at Sheely Insurance. They are an insurance broker, which means they're able to shop a lot of different companies to get you the best coverage for the best price. They also have a wonderful service team there. I've been able to talk with TJ recently about that. So if you have any interest in reviewing your insurance needs or you're looking to um, better your coverage, make sure to reach out to our friend TJ Dunn at Sheely Insurance, 910-408-0300. Many thanks to all of our corporate partners now back to Wake Up Our Faith. Hello, and welcome back to Wake Up Our Faith. Matt Ham, Kevin Adams here in studio. Joe Catanacci, many thanks to Joe for producing today. Uh, wherever you're listening to uh, us today, we appreciate it. We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, we actually, Kev, man, we've got a new website, uh, which is up and running. Um, team at Automation uh, Links, James Upham and uh, Brad and those guys have been awesome at getting this up and running. It's, it's looking great. So you can check out the new website, uh, uprint.life, Y-O-U-P-R-I-N-T. Dot L-I-F-E. You can learn more about our portable faith community, about our nonprofit work, and very soon mm-hmm. uh, about the, uh, the big announcement that we had yeah. on Friday night. So um, I don't know if you wanted to touch on just anything in general about, you know, kind of operations and businesses and ministries and things so people can get plugged in. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I think uh, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll touch on it, but uh, we've got a lot of work to do, a lot of legwork to do, and... Uh, uh, but we are developing some things that will not only help us grow in, in our infrastructure, and we've got a lot of good support, a lot of real true believers behind us, and they are wonderful. Uh, but uh, you know, I think I think we've got a we've got a little bit more to do before we can get that out to the public. Uh, but but anyway, we just just know that uh, if you're part of what we're up to, and, and we're part of what you're doing, then uh, we are fearless. Amen. And uh, just let that sink in a little bit. We are fearless. That is what we're up to. And um, uh, our heart is to not only help this generation, but the next generation. Mm-hmm. So the way you, you take your your geography in warfare is you, you get the generations ahead of you and behind you, and you go do it. So that's uh, that's what we're looking at right now. But uh, when we can yeah, yeah. we can talk about it, but we just... We got a lot to do. Yeah, no, no doubt. A lot, lot. It, it, it's just exciting, and, and just folks know that there's uh, there's been many iterations that we've continued to grow with yeah. both our right. our business, our ministry, our websites, our radio yeah. presence. You know, and God continues to build. And uh, you know, Friday night we had this big event, and just it was a testimony yeah. to that right. work. We had, you know, 70-plus people in this room, right. and everybody was just fired up and excited. So <laughs> it's just a, there's a lot of good energy around it. And just uh, letting you know if you're listening and you've been on the sidelines and kicking tires or whatever, um, come on in. You know, there's a great community here of people, and uh, you can go to uprint.life to learn more and uh, start that process. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah we are here to help. And uh, But, uh, you know, this this show and, and what we do normally is, is just try to get some good nuggets out there to encourage people, but to challenge people. You know, I think more people listen when they, they know there's value in it. Um, you know, encouragement's good, 
but uh, we need more than that. We need inspiration. We need solid teaching, uh, and we need that challenge. And um, I think that's, uh, you know, that's something that uh, Jesus obviously did. Uh, he challenged people. So that's what we're doing today. Uh, just reminding you to double check. Is your faith a luxury? Has it become a luxury? Um, and if it has, here's what it looks like versus if it's not, here's what it should look like. Yeah. Um, we're just throwing the ball up in the air and saying, look, you know, what does that look like? So. One of the one of the kind of things we've talked about a number of times before, which is a marker for me of uh-huh. the difference between real faith and luxurious faith, sure. is um, the concept of believing in God versus believing Him. You know, right. a luxurious faith believes in God. Oh yeah, I believe in God. Yeah. I believe in God. Sure, I believe in God. <laughs> it's this posturing, right? <laughs> right. Versus actually, no, I believe Him yeah. that what He says right. is real. He has everything, That's right. and I'm moving forward. And it, it's <clears throat> funny because I've been thinking about this, believing in versus believing, mm-hmm. and how to translate between the two. And we had a show a while back where you went through this laundry list of the differences of believing versus hedging your bets versus giving him everything, mm-hmm. you know, all of that. You can sure. go back and listen to it. Yeah. But it tied to a passage of Scripture, which I had never really uh, seen before. Jesus in the upper room has just gotten done washing the disciples' feet, right? We know the context, what's getting ready to happen. Mm-hmm. And he says... Uh, do not let your hearts be troubled. Um, I, I believe in God. Believe also in me. I go to prepare a place for you, mm-hmm. and I do what my Father says. Well, all of a sudden, <laughs> Thomas comes back and goes, well, how are we supposed to know? And and he's got that doubting Thomas thing, yeah. and Jesus is a little bit snippy with him. Yeah. I just never saw it this way. Yeah. He's like, Thomas, I've been with you the whole time, right. and you're still asking me this, yeah. right? This is that yeah. that challenge. This is that love. This is that pressing that yeah. Jesus gave. Then Philip goes, right. God, just show us the Father, and that's enough. And he goes, Philip, what are you talking about? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Right. So basically, he slaps him on the wrist a little bit, yeah. lovingly, but then he says, believe me. So there's this trajectory in that little exchange of scripture, you know, go, go study it, go press into it, see the room, feel it, feel it like we teach and see where Jesus says, believe in, right. he challenges their doubt and their posturing and questioning. And then he comes back with just believe me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's, it, it, it's, uh, it, it's, that's the kind of stuff you're not going to get from church and uh, no offense <laughs> or take it if you want. I don't care. But uh, you, you got to get you got to get shredded up. You got to let your heart grab hold. God will give you this, but you have to be in. You have to really believe, and uh, it's not enough to believe in Him. Uh, you know, and that's something He He put on my heart you know, years ago, and I believe it's in my book. But it's uh, there's a massive difference between those two things. So yeah, I'm glad you brought it up, and it is important. Uh, we definitely want to help people to believe. Because what that does is it takes it to uh, the fork in the road, which I mentioned earlier. You have to decide, mm. and you have to believe his word. It is not a suggestion box. It's not a halfway, you know, uh, maybe this will work, or a playbook for living well or any of that crap. It is the word of the living God, and it is uh, perfect. It doesn't mean all the versions are perfect and in, 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 in how they are translated. And, you know, there, I'm not saying there's errors. I'm simply saying God had no problem saying what he wanted to be. If you believe he spoke the world into existence, uh, if you don't, you're probably in trouble already. But if you do believe that and he's smarter and more powerful than us, then 
putting in a book what he wanted to. Uh, he got it done. He did it. It doesn't matter. Man has not sidetracked that. So we have to treat it that way. But what it does is it connects the written word. That is our bedrock. That's the road we go upon, uh, physical, walk by faith from the outside in. And then the spirit, internally, God speaks to us about us. Internally, it's very intimate and personal. Those two things work together. So you have to believe those things as well. Mm. But you cannot believe those things if you live from a place of fear. Mm. You have to take baby steps, dizzy steps, and watch God confirm it. People say to me a lot of times, well, you know, how do you, how did you do that? Or how did you, you know, I tell people, yeah, I sent my furniture before <laughs> to this place before I even uh, had any money to, to get here. Uh, you know, well, that's crazy. It is crazy. Everything in Scripture is crazy. <laughs> so are you going to be crazy? Jesus was crazy, right? Even his own brother Family, right, yeah. said it. So uh, what we see around us that seems wise to the world uh, is really the opposite. It is not. Uh, so crazy is good. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Crazy is good. But that means ba- back to, you know, believe God. Do you believe him? that takes you right to the quick. Mm. You can't walk away from that. I mean, you can try, but that's, uh, you know, that's the challenge. Yeah. So, so yeah, you know, but so here's another question. I asked one earlier, uh, you know, why am I still here? These are fundamental table legs uh, in this, this type of uh, thing we're talking about. The other one would be, have you ever had to rely upon God? What did that look like? That's the question I think that, uh, you know, you Mm. don't hear. You don't hear from pulpits so much. You you need to ask yourself that question. Have you ever had to rely upon God? And what did that look like? Just really let that sink in a minute. Ask yourself that. Take a day or two. Just think on it. Meditate on it. I'm not saying you haven't. I'm asking the question. I have to ask it for myself as well. Mm-hmm. The answer is absolutely. But yeah. uh, but don't just pass that off quickly. Yeah. Really think about it. Well, and once you have the experience of relying upon God, then learning to continually rely upon him mm-hmm. is kind of the second phase. You know, because right. you certainly get people who answer that question and go, mm, not really. I, yeah. I don't know what that looks like, you know? Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> Um, then you get people who go, yeah, there was this one time mm-hmm. and my sick, my kid was sick or my spouse or, you know, it's usually around right. some type of trauma right. and then, you know, but they've gone back. It's almost like they, they went there for a moment, sure. but they reverted, you know, to their own strength, <laughs> their own understanding. And so, you, you know, the, the second piece of that to me is that this is how we were created to live. Absolutely. And so we have to continually go back. He is our reliance. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh. He wants to live through us and into the world around us, and we are vessels. You know, you mentioned the uh, uh, the thing a little bit earlier, uh, doubting Thomas. Uh, you know, and Thomas came around. Uh, Zechariah is another one. Uh, John the Baptist's dad. Read that mm. account where the angel spoke to him, and read Mary. You know, it was right around the same kind of time period, same year, I guess. Uh, God was bringing these two kiddos into the world. One was uh, his own seed, uh, and one was uh, filled with the Spirit. 
John the Baptist, the forerunner, the cousin of Jesus, et cetera, et cetera. So look at the exchange there. Most people don't see it. You just kind of go, well, why did, uh, and, and I'm, I'm going back to being, you know, maybe college age and going, why did you put uh, a seal on, his, on Zachariah's mouth? Why did you shut his mouth up? You know, he's just being human. You know, but th- that's good. Go ahead and ask the question. But if you look at it, there is a difference in tone between what he said to the angel, his response, and Mary's. Mary's, you know, uh, being uh, uh, being told she's going to have this this uh, uh, kid, the Savior kind of thing. So, all right, but, but without getting all into the scripture, just the point is, Zechariah did exactly what John uh, what. Uh, Doubting Thomas did. How? 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 Okay. Mary said how, but she said it in a way where she was excited about it. Her focus wasn't on how. Her focus on was, oh, my goodness, this is amazing. Tell me how can this be. I want to know. Like, I definitely believe it, but show me more. Mm. That's childlike versus Thomas and Zechariah, which was childish. Childish focuses on what? The willpower. Mm. Uh, it, the will is bondage. We cannot have the desires of our heart if we hold on to our will. Will not happen. God will let us do our own will because he loves us enough to let us choose him. He has made himself vulnerable to us. That's amazing. Mm. That's the greatest act of love there is. Mm. So why won't we take advantage of that? In other words, you're saved. He paid the highest price there is for you. So why? What do you do now? Wait for, you know, the blue yonder one day? And Well, no, that's not what he's saying. He's saying you got work to do here. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's a there. But right now is right now. So don't rot where you sit like manna. Get up and go, but take small steps, and he will show you more. Mm-hmm. Get excited about it. So, so that thing where you, you know, you get focused on how is uh, that's our will, right? How and how long. It's... Uh, it doesn't work. I'm not saying, how do I bake a cake? You know, if you need the recipe, you go get it. it that's, it's fine. Yeah. So God gave us a will. It's not a bad thing. It just needs to take a back seat to his spirit and, uh, you know, and our soul, the mind, will, and emotions all work together. This, this concept of will and desires and, you know, all of that, like this is such a root part of yeah. what we teach. I right. mean, it's the, it's the foundational piece. Right. And it's, it's, it's that whole thing of understanding how we were made, you know, with our body, with our soul, mind, will, emotions, and our spirit, right? right. And this has been kind of what we've been pouring mm-hmm. in and teaching and what we will continue to teach. Right. But this foundational piece for people to really grab hold of this mm-hmm. is so essential, yeah. you know, and, and I think it guises itself as something that people can kind of glaze over if they choose and not really let it sink in, but yeah. you have to press into it a little bit. You have to press into this idea of Jesus in Gethsemane, which is, you know, one of right. the great teaching points in it. You yeah. know, same thing with Mary and Zechariah. Right. Is you've got to press in and see beyond the words That's right. on the page and really understand the intent of God's heart mm-hmm. and how he created man and how we are called to live. And this is, to me, that amazing place where this begins to blur, not blur the line, but clarify between traditional churchianity, you know, which is long suffering, you know, servant versus the, 
uh, cuckooness of new age, name it, claim it, you know, kind of speak it into existence. Mm -hmm. There's a beautiful spot in the middle where the Lord says, you know, delight yourself in me right and i will give you the desires of your heart yeah. well what is delighting yourself in me it's the surrender of your own will and exactly. understanding right. and so as you work through that process right. that's where you start to see these miraculous things happen that's right. fruit be born people be blessed and you don't have to worry about the process and the steps and getting right. it right that's but right. this fundamental teaching here is something that is it is it is the revolutionary piece of becoming awakened right. to the personality and character of God. So don't glaze over this. Yeah, yeah. You can go listen to the famous people, but they're not going to tell you this because they haven't heard it yet, right? And I'm not saying everybody in the world. I'm just saying the traditional stuff is falling apart. This is God's raising up this generation to lead, but they're going to lead like Jesus. They're going to lead by faith. They're going to be real. And that's what we're doing. And uh, we've been set set aside for that until now. So, so if you're part of that, come on, you know, and and uh, you'll see it. But uh, if you're not, we want to encourage you to to take a step toward it, because man, God, not only is He real, He is fantastic. He's so good. He's so utterly good. Um, but we have to learn to live from there, from anointing. Right? We'll go to the age thing, A G E. From anointing, the gifts emerge to carry that out, to build it, and then effort happens. It, it, that's the right order. We've been taught exactly the opposite uh, by accident. And, uh, you know, work hard, kill yourself, and, <laughs> you know, hopefully some gifts will arise. And then one day you'll find out who you are. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's totally backwards. So, um, but anyway, so... When you ask yourself that question, uh, why am I still here after salvation? And then have you ever had to rely upon God? And I've had some really honest people say, you know, uh, no, no, I haven't. And uh, it doesn't mean you don't have some level of faith. It just means have you gone to the wall with God? Mm. And if you have not, then in order for you to be useful in a tool in his hands, you must, because it doesn't. Uh, take anything away from you. It prunes you. It prepares you for a robust spiritual life, one that is valued uh, beyond the angels, mm. you know? And that's what we're here for. We're his kids. I mean, dude, you know, get on with it. Let's go. It, it's so funny when you said to, when you said go to the wall. It, it reminded me of my dad in, in this, 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 something he says on the baseball field, he tells the batter, toe the line. Meaning, get in the box, get yeah. up on the plate, and get ready yeah. to go. But it also own that thing exactly, man. It's your plate, right? But toe the line, and you know, go to the wall with God. But it also reminds me of a crazy story that happened one time. We were in my front yard, and a guy was high on some type of crazy bath salts or drugs, and came driving through our neighborhood, like up in the yards. And, and he ran into this house and literally ran the car into the house, and he's on the roof of the house. And I'm standing back kind of scared. Uh -huh. Oh, boy, D-Rock just jumped right in, <laughs> and he put the guy on the ground, you know what I mean? And he looked at me after the thing, and he joked with me because yeah. I was kind of paralyzed, you know. Sure. And he goes, get in the fight, Maverick, <laughs> from Top Gun. <laughs> That's good. But it was just a, that I get yeah. that picture right now that we're in that season. Yes. That it is time to step in. That's right. You know? We are feeling. Yes, yes, and take back that territory. So go to the wall, toe the line, get in the fight, like, nah, let's go.
So turn off the hill song and get up off your knees and get your machete and go. Or be a lion. <laughs> That's right. Be the lion of Judah. Oh, man. Well, look, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm teasing a little bit, but not really because it's the fire. You know, God is a consuming fire, and he will consume everything before his path. And uh, we are part of what he's up to, and uh, we've got to get on with that. But you have to challenge yourself. Today's show is meant to simply lovingly challenge you. Uh, I get this picture of somebody with the Hillsong sticker on their car. <laughs> They're yelling at the radio. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, all that stuff to me is, uh, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just, uh, it's just, uh, it, you know. It's just it's self-help. But anyway, well, that's another show. People know where I stand personally on all this. <laughs> you know, it's like Jesus didn't build buildings, you know, he built people and et cetera, all that stuff. So um, but here's here's what I do want to just just jump into real quick as a as a next step. Remember, um, God is for you. Mm. He loves you, he made you, he understands, and he's incredibly that's not even a good word. Incredible is actually a weird word. Incredible. He's very credible. <laughs> He's not in anything. He is uh, in him all things consist. So he has this figured out. Um, but people hedge their bets. You know, we talked about Ananias and Sapphira. They bet against God to save a little cash, which was ridiculous. He owns mm-hmm. it all anyway. So it, it, when you get back to what does it mean, once I've asked these questions of myself, do I believe God and you know these other things, um, you know, what does real faith look like? Well, you you have to move forward. Now, you need time to rest. You need time to spend with God. You need time to learn how to listen. All of this is part of this. There is a trajectory. You need healing. But if you're at the point uh, where it's time to go, and we are culturally at that point, I think, uh, you have to look at the idea of dreaming, the desires of your heart, and... Uh, the connectivity, uh, the the direction, one step, right direction, celebrate your victory. Um, but I, I constantly, I not not a week goes by where I don't see things happen that are miraculous. Mm. Um, I don't know how other people define it, and it doesn't matter, but it's just the lifestyle. I'll give you a quick for instance, but we'll come back to that. But uh, <laughs> we, there's a young man, uh, uh, we, we have both... Uh, been around him he's he's a, he's a really amazing young guy i won't call him a kid but uh, he's about 30 I, I said the other night i said my age is a speed limit he said mine too <laughs> 30 <laughs> golly made me feel like crap now no, he's really special uh really special uh, young man and uh, he's got a lot of good ahead of him and uh, but <laughs> i uh sunday morning uh, just had this picture of my book, which I gave him almost three years ago. Hadn't talked to him much since then. And I gave him my book. I said, look, he shoved this thing in the corner and read in 10 years, but just take it. Because uh, I, I knew God wanted me to give it to him. So I gave it to him. And so this uh, last Sunday morning, again, no context, other than we, you know, we had some, uh, we had our event and he was there. But I just said, I woke up and I, I said, I just had this picture of my book and him. Now, what does that mean? So I said, all right, you know me, I don't care. Man. I'm going to say it, right? <laughs> so I just said, hey, uh, do you still have the copy of my book, Happy Sunday? He texts me back, you know, a few minutes later. And he goes, this is the craziest text I've ever had. 
He said, I am literally reading this book, your book, right now. And, and now there was no talk about it in yes. between. And, uh, you know, I just said, always, always amazed, never surprised. Uh, that's wonderful. And later when I saw him, I said, look, man, that's proof of concept. That is proof of concept, brother. That's right. And uh, he got a kick out of that. But, but he's stepping in. And, and it takes time. Everybody's got to get to that place where, you know, are you willing to dig a hole to build a skyscraper? But dreaming is the thing. And I, I don't know why this is so important right now, but this is a way to warfare. We have got to step in. We don't have a right not to dream with God mm. um, because we begin to waste our days and our life. Now, dreaming isn't somebody going, you need to. Yeah, It's God saying to you, Made you, come on, come on, I'll show you more. Just step in, just take one bite. So think about that, and I just wanted to leave it here. We can just uh, wrap it up, but dreaming, that's that high level. That's helicopter. That's your puzzle box. So what is on your puzzle box? The treetop level, come on down a little bit. That's the desires of your heart. Those are your puzzle pieces. Mm-hmm. They're scattered all over the living room. Your box is on the counter or the coffee table. And then the pick up two pieces. Mm. Put them together. Take a step. One step in the right direction. Connectivity. Have you at least joined two pieces together? Mm. That's all you got to do. So think of it that way. Yes. And now you are getting beyond a luxury faith. You're getting to a real faith where you believe God. Mm. You begin to step into why you're still here after salvation, and you are now relying upon God because you don't know what's next, but you believe a next is on the way. Amen. That's faith. Amen. Jump in. It's fine. <laughs> it is, man. Come on, boys and girls. The water is is not lukewarm. <laughs> it's a hot tub. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, friends, thanks so much for diving in. Matt Ham, Kevin Adams, uh, uprint.life. This is Wake Up Our Faith. We'll be back next week. You guys have a good one.